gentlemen match day two of euro 2020 is officially in the books chris sued joins me one more time here on total football club chris there was a lot that happened in match day two uh welcome back to the show how do you feel about these uh this second round of matches now uh yeah thanks for having me it's great to be here as always but yeah it was uh it, it delivered again man it delivered match day one it delivered match day two we got so much quality in these matches it was great to watch and so many groups are still so wide open regarding like who's gonna win the group and who's gonna sneak into that third spot there's so much to play for still so we couldn't ask for more i think every group has something still in the balance which is great it is it's very fun and even we are recording this right after the spain and poland game finished and with a loss poland was going to be completely eliminated from any any possibilities to make it to the round of 16 but they they escaped with a draw and they're still alive they're alive and they're kicking i know this wasn't part of the rundown chris but i really want to talk about spain and i tweeted this uh a few minutes ago i i'm gonna read my tweet it's something super basic but it says i grew up with the football machine that was spain i cannot believe what my eyes are seeing right now two games two draws lackluster performances morata got a goal some people might say that he was offside it did definitely look offside when it was in real time what do you make of spain what do you make of this mess that spain is right now well it's they're definitely not where they used to be i won't say that they're they're poor but they're definitely not the the kings of europe that we're the standard that we're used to seeing and Morata, it's crazy Abel morata had a great game today and he's still leaves everybody shaking their heads because he scored one and he, he missed a set. I think he missed two or three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I know he missed the rebound and I know the rebounds penalty. are really hard. Yeah. Rebounds are really hard mm-hmm. to, to, to get in. So it's, it's easy to say from, uh, from our couch, like, Oh, he had an open night. You should have sank that. But I just think he tried to hit the top corner and dude, like no offense, but you're not that guy. Like you need to, you need to sink that goal. Like, I, I, Man, he just leaves you shaking your head, and and it sucks because, like I said, he had a. It's not like he had a bad match. He had a pretty pretty decent match. He was. I saw him all over that 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 defense, trying to make something happen. He scored his goal, and he just he still leaves meat on the bone. And when you when when that's your main outlet, when that's what you rely on for a goal, it's just it's not. I was thinking to myself, it's like, look, they might win this game, and they didn't, and it's it's enough to get by Poland, and it wasn't. But it's not enough to win this tournament. And he's he's just not, he's not, he, I don't think he's ever going to be the type of striker that he could be. And it's and it seems like it's mental for him and it's sad. Spain, uh, I, 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 they have young talent. They have Pedri, they have Dani Olmo, they have Ferran Torres. They have a bunch of young talent. I'm not sure that Luis Enrique knows how to unlock that team as it should. Because Ferran Torres coming in in the 70th minute, I know he's not a starter for Man City, but you need goals, man. You need goals. You're playing yeah. Poland, and it's a one-one match. Going, I mean, 
it's just it's they're not they're they're not they might escape this group. I don't think they're gonna go much farther than that. They're not what we're used to seeing. They're not built to go far. They're the, this team isn't built to have a a deep run in a tournament. You talk about Ferran Torres not coming in on time, or maybe not not being the sub that 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 was needed at at the moment. But what about Thiago Alcantara? Where is he hurt? Am I missing something? He should be playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely quality as well. He doesn't he doesn't provide the goal threat. And to clarify myself, I think Fred Antonio should have been in the match. Yeah, I'm just lamenting. Maybe he should have started the match. Yes, yes. They yes. need they need attacking impetus in this in this squad. Even and and then the thing is like they can defend well. They have Laporte and Pau, Pau Torres who are both excellent. Poland still found a way through that defense. Like they, yeah. they, even the thing that they do well, they don't do it well enough. And I just think they need much more attacking from their players. And I don't know if Luis Enrique is the guy who's going to bring that out. This is probably his first and last tournament with Spain. Should should Spain fail to make it past the round of 16, they're probably not going to give him another shot, let alone if they don't make it out of the group. If they don't make it out of the group, that's probably GG for uh, for Luis Enrique. But this Spain team is, it is it is quite sad to see what this Spanish team has turned into, and it just goes to show that when you have the talent and when you have the the right voices coming from the bench, it goes a long way. And this uh, this Spanish side definitely needs something different. And it also shows that when you don't have a natural goal scorer or someone that isn't hot, you're gonna struggle. That's a problem that Germany has had. That's a problem that Spain is having right now. Many clubs have that problem too. You just need to have someone that finishes the opportunities. You can have 70% possession, 75, 80, like they had on Monday, Spain did, and it's not going to be enough. What what does possession mean when you can't finish your opportunities? So this Spanish team, they really complicated themselves and 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 they 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 made life much more difficult than it should have been looking at the group because when when the euro started the experts were saying that spain should breeze past this group they should have beat sweden they should have beat poland and now this slovakia team might be one of the weakest teams in the entire tournament they're still very difficult sweden needed a penalty and slovakia beat poland so obviously math in in this sport or in any sport isn't necessarily linear but it just goes to show you that Spain is probably going to struggle against Slovakia. Um, just really quick before we move on, do you think Spain makes it out of this group? I think they do. They, they just scrape by, maybe maybe with a, a barely beating Slovakia. But if they do, I don't like I said, I don't think they get far. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's uh, it, it's crazy that this is a conversation that we're having about Spain. Uh, it, it really is crazy. All right, let's move on now. Let, let's talk about a team that has surprised many of us and that has changed things around these last couple of years. Let's talk about Italy, a team that has won both games in their group. They defeated Turkey and then they defeated Switzerland. Same scoreline, both games. And this Italian team is looking like a real, real threat and a real favorite, at least for me. And I'm sure Chris... For you too, because you you spotlighted them in our in our preview show. Do you 
do you really consider this Italian team to be at the level of a France, of a Belgium, of a Germany, of a Portugal? Are they that good? Now, here's the thing. I don't think their talent is on par with some of those teams you mentioned, like a France yeah. or a Belgium. But I think the team is as good as those teams. And yeah. what I mean by that is I think they're so well coached and well drilled and they have the, the right qualities in the team. And it's it's funny. We were just talking about Spain. I, I consider Spain a, a lesser than the sum of their parts, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And Italy is more than the sum of their parts. It's almost like the complete opposite. So Italy is just, they just have the qualities, the team qualities to go really far in this, in this, in this uh, tournament. Even if they're not at the talent level of a Belgium where everybody is a superstar, <clears throat> they have a team that's going to make superstars. Like, look at Locatelli. Locatelli plays for Sosulo, and by the end of this yeah. tournament, he might play for a big club because they're talking Juve, they're talking the for Juventus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean... That, that's what happens when when you're in a well-drilled side that's well-coached, that knows what their strengths are, plays to those strengths, and hides their weaknesses. They're really going to make a run. They're really yeah. well-suited for a deep run. Like we, we said this last show as well, but they, they backed it up again. They just look so good. And when your midfielders – we talked about the quality, the technical quality of Italy. When your midfielders aren't known to be goal scorers – but they still have the, the quality to finish. Oh, man. Like, Locatelli, I don't, he's not a goal scorer. He's a, he's a central defensive mid. Jorginho's not a goal scorer, but he could, he could shoot penalties with anybody. Yeah. Dude, they, they are so well-stocked. They have quality all over. So, yeah, look out for Italy, man. Look out for Italy. That's something that that I I was thinking about as you were as you were mentioning the midfielders. Well, really, as soon as you started talking, I'm like, wow, Locatelli had a really good game without being an attacking midfielder. And with this Italian team, more to your point, Locatelli was coming in as that second option whenever the Italians were atta attacking down the flanks, and the ball wouldn't necessarily land to Immobile or to Insigne. It was always Locatelli for that second ball, always and. He scored two goals that, that weren't really flukes because there was a lot of opportunities for him to, to get the ball into the back of the net. But you are so right about this Italian team being well-drilled and being just scary to play because, yeah, they're solid defensively. They have that, that pairing of, of Chiellini and Bonucci, although Chiellini did get hurt against Switzerland. But regardless, you plug any, any of their, their center backs there and they're going to have a good performance because they have Bonucci alongside. How about Spinazzola, though? How yeah, about Spinazzola? That's I mean, another name I was going to say. He, ridiculous. He, they're saying Real Madrid's looking into him. Like, all oh of my these God. guys, yeah, all of these guys, they're going <laughs> to yeah. they're gonna have big moves after this. Yeah. Even if they have weaknesses, they have so much value that they can mm -hmm. bring to a team. If, if they're in the right setup, if they're surrounded with the right players, and yeah, Spinazzola, another one, man, they... Like I said, Spinozola is not a, a, a left back to, to the quality of a Theo Hernandez, or, sorry, a Lucas Hernandez or a Lucas Digny. But look at what he brings to the team. Yeah. All of these guys, you can say, like, from 1 to 11, all, the, all of them bring something that is just so valuable, and they, they, they're going to go far. I think they really are going to go far now. They should. They they have the quality. They, they really should. And... Just piggybacking off of what you said about Spinazzola, 
yeah, he might not have the talent, but the way that, oh, well, of course he has the talent, but not not to the extent of like maybe the world-class left backs. He's still a very efficient, a very good left back. But the way that he pairs up with Lorenzo Insigne down that left side, those overlaps that he makes, it, it threw off the Swiss defense completely. That, that right side was struggling quite a lot. And even though it was Kevin and Babu, the one that was uh, that, that was defending down that right side, it still, I mean, it, it still made it difficult. It made life very, very difficult for the Swiss. And Spinazzola has had two stellar performances. Who knows if he's going to start on Sunday because they already wrapped up the group and they won the group. Um, or was it the Netherlands? Regardless, Italy is through. No, Italy, yeah, Italy won the, I, I'm not sure if they won the group just yeah. yet, but they're definitely through. Oh, and, yeah, 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 they're through. Uh, I think Netherlands, this. for sure, they won their group. Italy, oh, I'm yeah. not too sure about. Uh, about. I might might have just made this comment without really thinking, but, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, the, the, just the one thing, the one thing I want to highlight about this, so they're two games in, Yeah. no goals allowed. Mm-hmm. And 6-4. Oh, yeah, yeah, 6-4, exactly. Dude. They might escape the group not letting a goal in. Yeah. How do you say yourself that they're not they're not well drilled for this? I mean, you see other teams like England and France trying to be really pragmatic. Yeah. And it, and it to the to the to the, the I guess to the debilitation of their players because they're just so attacking. Yeah. But you want to you want to see what pragmatism is? Go watch Italy. It's it's effortless. It's almost it's like they're built to defend, and then from their defense. Come, comes the possession, comes the 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 attacking quality that all these guys. Because I didn't, for example, I didn't think Locatelli and Jorginho had that attacking in them, and I watched Jorginho all the time. Yeah, dude, that's your guy. Yeah, they have so much quality. They're they so do. so good. They do, they do, they they really do. And um, just just kind of make a, a point, and and this is something that I was thinking about these last couple of days because. On Friday, I was watching Argentina and Uruguay, and I saw how how poor Uruguay was. And they've been playing the same way for 15 years. And even and you go decades before those 15 years, and they've been playing the same exact way. 4-4-2, counter-attack, they defend very deep. And now you look at Italy, a team that has been known for playing defensive, rugged, boring football, depends on who you ask. It's very possible to change your entire philosophy of the game. You don't have to play one specific way just because you're Uruguay, just because you're Italy. Italy has shown that they still defend, but they defend on the other side of the pitch because they know that if that ball is far away and it and, and that ball is on the other side, they're the that's the best way that you can possibly defend. They're still defensive. Yeah. But on a yeah. very different level, very different way. There are ways of doing it, and Italy has been doing it differently. It's also a credit to Roberto Mancini because yeah. we, we stand with yeah. praises, but yeah, he's yeah. too, man. He's what a what a manager. Yeah, and he's been in the Premier League. He's been obviously he's managed Serie A teams that that have won the the Scudetto, and he's been he's been everywhere. But I feel like this was the platform for him to kind of show himself again because the the regular fan if you want to say their last memory of him is at manchester city so now he refreshes their memory and he shows them hey look at what i'm doing with the italian national team a team that didn't qualify to the world cup three years ago 
now we are killing it in the Euros. We walked through this group. We're on to the round of 16. And this Italian team, man, they are so, so fun to watch. I never thought I would say that in my life. But they are so fun to watch. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game. Although they're probably going to play a lot of, of, of their... Um, I don't want to say backups, but like subs, people that don't usually play in the starting 11, they're going to use a lot of those players against Wales because the group's already sealed. But regardless, the idea should be the same because it's still Roberto Mancini coaching them. Yeah, yeah. And it you you touched on a point that I don't know if a lot of people comprehend. And it's, I, I usually bring it up when I talk about Man City. Mm -hmm. I say, oh, they don't do much defending. And they're like, oh, but Ruben Diaz and, and the least goals of uh, least amount of goals scored against in the Premier League. That's not essentially the, the what the point I'm making is. It's like they attack so much. They have so much of the ball. They're so high up the field that they don't have to do much defending, actual defending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like when they not do, laying your goal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. When they do, those two, three chances snuffed out. That's why yeah. Man City had the success they have. Now you see it in Italy. They're, yeah. they're defensive. But they don't have to park the bus like in Uruguay or how they how, how Italy used to with Conte and the previous managers. They they know what their identity is, but they have possession, they have technical quality, and they're putting everybody to the sword right now. It's it's so fun to watch, like you said. Absolutely. The Italians are back. Let's move on now to talk about a team that really disappointed in uh in this past match day. And let's let let's talk about England. Let's just get it out of the way. I mean, this English team, my goodness, it there was points of this game where I genuinely thought that Scotland was going to get the better of England. And yeah. the way that Kieran Tierney makes those overlaps, uh, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Usually when, when you tell someone, hey, this is the team and these are the players, but the two best players on this team are both left backs. You're like, wait. How? How's that even possible? Well, Scotland is showing that it's very possible, and England struggled. And what what disappointed me the most about this this game, um, speaking on an England perspective or on an English perspective, is that this English team played like if they were the underdog. They were content with keeping the ball, with not doing much, with not 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 playing deep balls, with with not dribbling past a few defenders and putting in some crosses. And some of the substitutions, well, there was only two substitutions, Marcus Rashford and Jack Grealish. Where's Jaden Sancho? Where, where's Dominic Calvert-Lewin? I mean, you, you have all of this talent, but you can't put them together? You're, you're drawing to Scotland at Wembley in a Euro. You have to bring in these players because you have to win this game. I saw a funny tweet this morning that said um, <laughs> Gareth Southgate substituted uh, Phil Foden with Jack Grealish because there can only be one fun player on the pitch at a time. It, yeah. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's true. Just based on, uh, on the substitutions and you see the team sheet, it looks true. Yeah, it's I, I I also don't know if that's the manager for this team, like how we spoke about Spain. I don't know if Southgate is the guy. He he has a, a focus on youth and he has he knows a lot of the players and they took a really great step last World Cup and looking aesthetically pleasing. 
he's really trying to be pragmatic now, and I think he's getting too cute with it. Mm-hmm. Playing two center, center defensive mids with four uh, with, with a back four because usually they play with a back four, uh, with with uh, three in the back and two wing backs. They played mm-hmm. back four this time. So you have six guys defending against Scotland. Seven if you count the goalkeeper, obviously. So six outfield players defending against Scotland. Why? Why? It's a waste. It's a waste. They have, they have two great left backs and my boy Billy Gilmore in midfield who ripped that ripped their midfield to pieces. But why? What are you what are you afraid of? You're at Wembley, like you said, and you're you're telling the guys to defend with, with their lives against Scotland. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> and then, like you said, Jaden Sancho, 16 goals, 20 assists last year. You need you need goals. Yeah, it it, it almost doing? makes it almost makes too much sense to bring in Jaden Sancho when you need a goal because England was struggling, man, and and their buildup was so incredibly slow. Harry Kane got very little of the ball, and the only moments in which he got some of the ball was when he was dropping deeper early in the second half, and then he got subbed off. I think I don't I don't know I I I might I might be looking too much into this. Harry Kane is either hurt. Or he his fitness is a little off. I've seen some pictures, man. And listen, I'm not in great shape, obviously. But <laughs> I've seen some pictures of Harry Kane when he was when he was subbed off yesterday. He has a bit of a belly, and he I I don't know. I'm I, I think I'm looking way too much into this. But he doesn't look himself. He really doesn't. Or maybe it's just the system doesn't doesn't benefit him. I don't know. What do you think, Chris? I think his head is turned. I don't know if it's what club it is. It's probably Man City, but yeah. his head's elsewhere. This is the first time he's really put it out there like, I yeah. want out. I want out. And look at what's going on with Tottenham. Every day they're close <laughs> to making an appointment. Yeah. Every day it collapses. Yeah. How, like how he can he can put on a show and say, yeah, my, my focus is on the Euros and on England. But come on, man. It's obvious. And then. I, obviously, this is years ago, but he was in the Arsenal Academy and they let him go because he was chubby. So it, it's not, it wasn't like he was the, the most, he wasn't Cristiano Ronaldo, even when, when he was with Pochettino. But if your head's not at the right place and things aren't going well for you and maybe the, the system isn't set up to attack, yeah, maybe he's out of shape. I, I didn't notice a guy, but I wouldn't put it past someone who's, who's, a world-class athlete to, to, to let loose a little bit. You've seen it with Eden Hazard. We've seen it with other <laughs> players before where if, if your head's not where it should be, it's, you, you can say all the right things, but we can, we, we, have, we can see when Harry Kane is right, and he doesn't look right right now. I don't know if he's hurt. Maybe he is. He's, he's been – honestly, this is the thing. Harry Kane is quality. I don't know if I pay – what they're asking for him, if if I'm every club, because his injury concerns do scare me a little bit. Yeah. We don't talk about it a lot, but he is – he gets nicked up a lot. He doesn't have that major injury, but he does get nicked up a lot during the season. And maybe he's carrying something now that we're not aware of. But it, And maybe it's a mix of everything. Maybe it's the transfer saga, the, the problems with England, and he's – and he's a uh, – out of shape, but and and he's injured as well. But I don't know, man. But something clearly is off with Harry Kane. Clearly, 
And just just going back to, to Southgate, man, how do you you have you have a problem with attacking? You have a problem scoring goals, and you play two, two center defensive mids. Like yeah, Drew Bellingham isn't on the team. Jack Grealish, I know Mason Mount played, and some people are saying that he wasn't uh, at his level. But it, it's tough when the rest of the team is isn't isn't all there, and it, it just looked like they weren't. Like you said, it just looked like they were the underdogs. They were okay with the point, and come on, you're the three lines. You're 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 England. Like this is where the game originated. You have fans all over the world, including you and me, who has nothing to do with England, who want to see them do well, just because of the romance of the, the story. Yeah. So it's it's a it's. I know that I'm not trying to say they took it for granted or they take it for granted. I'm not there. I'm just a fan, but. This is an honor, man. You're you're playing. You're representing your country at a Euro, at a major European tournament. Come on, yeah. go for it. <laughs> That's from Southgate and the players. Come on. Yeah, you absolutely have to do it. This this is the showcase for European football, in, obviously, like on an international level. This is this is the showcase, and you're right, man. I mean, even. Even when 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 you look at the at the team sheet again, and and you see the starting eleven that Gareth Southgate put out there this past Friday, it was uh it, it was a four two three one with Rice and Phillips sitting uh as a screen in front of the of the back four, and then Phil uh, Phil Foden Mason Mount playing a little a little bit more free, but you are so right. And why are you going to play two defensive midfielders even if you want to play with two? two pivots if you want to pay if you want to play like that maybe not Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips maybe you play a playmaker in that Jude or Mason Jude Bellingham yeah yeah, yeah. you have the quality there or of Jack course. even like if you if you put a, a Grealish or a Mount or a Bellingham in in midfield and then you you obviously because Mount was playing as a as a as a 10 so if you move Mount back and you put in a Jaden Sancho and they interchange, now you have some attacking flow. You have some sort of outlet to, to Harry Kane doesn't have to go into midfield to try to get the ball. And it's just, man, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the 11 that he put out there, they're all great players. All of them. They're all top internationals. But you don't play that against Scotland. <laughs> you, you play that against a France where you try to be pragmatic. And that's what I'm saying. I think he just, I think he's in his head. He doesn't want to lose matches because he knows how quickly it can turn for England. Yes, yes. But, man, all you got to your name is a penalty shootout against Colombia. You got to go for it here. You got to yeah. go for it in this tournament. You're not that guy either. No. Sorry, but come on. You got to go for it. That's that's so true. And with all due respect to Croatia, that starting eleven that Gareth Southgate presented against them, it was only saved because Raheem Sterling scored the winner. Oh, if yeah. this game would have ended nil-nil, the criticism would be ridiculous. And everyone would be saying what you're saying right now. Why are you going to play two defensive midfielders when we're playing Croatia? A Croatia that isn't the same team that went to the World Cup final three years ago. It's yeah. a completely different team. They, uh, <laughs> Rakitic well, retired. Mandzukic retired, yes. So... The only guy that's left is Luka Modric, and he can't do everything by himself. He just played an entire season of high-level football with Real Madrid. And he's, he's, he's nearing 50. 
I mean, <laughs> he sure looks like it. But <laughs> but that that's the thing. And you are so right. That That's so spot on because he's so afraid to fail that he's actually getting closer to a failure by being so afraid of failing. That's the issue. He's getting so close to the actual failure by being in his head than if he was just like, all right, let's play with Rice as as the defensive midfielder. Let's play Mason Mount on the right of of uh, of Rice, and then on the left of Rice, we'll play Jack Grealish or whoever you want to play. But we gotta attack a little more. Raheem Sterling, I I think he played ninety minutes too many against Scotland too. That's, um, a, that's another thing, like. I'm sorry, but Raheem Sterling is a great player. I'll take him at Chelsea. I'll take him at if I were to start a club. He's top quality, okay? I, I want to preface that. He also had a very down year. He's getting linked to Arsenal for a reason. He's He wasn't oh. at the quality that he showed. And I'm sorry. How do you justify playing him in front of Jadon Sancho? No, there's what, no justification. Did like, did he watch the Bundesliga this year? Like, no, I, okay. Here's the thing. I feel like English people only watch the Premier League. They don't yeah. care about Bundesliga. They don't care about La Liga. Even though Jude Bellingham and Jadon Sancho have been tearing it apart. More Jadon Sancho, of course, because he's been there for longer. They've been tearing it up in Germany. They're like, well, it is Germany. With if come, come do it over here in the Premier League. I'm not saying that's the right mentality, but yeah, it's so faulty. It it is it is because you look at the boon. How many players are in the Euros right now that are currently in in a Bundesliga team? We were just talking. We were singing the praises of Patrick Schick last episode or the second to last episode. We mm-hmm. we were singing his praises. He plays for a, for a Bundesliga team. There's a lot of quality Bundesliga players in this Euro, and one of them is Jadon Sancho. Everyone wants to see Jadon Sancho play, but he hasn't. Yeah. Got in the minutes. Why? Who knows? Maybe it, it could be something as stupid as that. Well, he plays in the Bundesliga. I hope. Th- I, I really hope that's not the case. Because I, I would think Gareth Southgate. Listen, I don't think much of Gareth Southgate, but I, I think he's above that thought. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's. A, he has a smart head on his shoulders. Don't get me. I, I was really impressed with him in the World Cup last time, and I think maybe we. We gave him too much. I saw somebody say he's he's uh, he's a, a win away from being knighted, like he, he's beloved yeah. in England, and that's why mm-hmm. nobody uh, is 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 really talking about it. But man, <laughs> you, even if you make that case, like oh, Jude Bellingham played in an inferior league, didn't he score in a cha- in a, in, a, in a Champions League tie to send Borussia Dortmund through? Like, what are we talking about here? He what scored against talking? an English club too. He scored against yeah. Man City in that tie. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? Like, come on, Southgate, you gotta wake up, get your head out of the sand, and, and play. Play was on form. Like, I'm sorry, but I saw. I saw. Like I said, I, I saw a tweet that just made too much sense. How about you play the players in form in the position they play? If that goes south, then yeah, go pragmatic. Go pragmatic. Go to center defensive mids. But why, why, why are we trying to get cute here? It's it's Scotland no reason again. To, like, yeah. I mean, I just think he's overthinking it, and he's shooting himself in the foot, man. He's shooting himself in the foot. 
it's such a problem for for England. And really quick before we we move on, I've always, well, me growing up Mexican and and growing up in uh, watching a lot of Mexican soccer and being a fan of the Mexican national team, I've always seen a lot of similarities between the English national team and the Mexican national team. I've I've seen many similarities where the expectations are always up here, but the team is usually like right here. Yeah. It's 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 always like that. And you always see managers making decisions based on public opinion and not necessarily doing what the people are asking for, but making decisions so that there's no criticism coming their way. That that has always happened. And I also see it just just in English and Mexican football in general. The domestic leagues are very strong. The Premier League, arguably the best league in the world. The Mexican League, one of the best leagues in this side of the of the world. I'm not yeah. even going to start comparing it with the Bundesliga, Premier League, whatever. But in the Americas, North and South America, it is one of the best leagues in the world. But in Mexico, you can't produce a world-class talent to save your life. It, Rafa Marquez was the last world-class player that Mexico produced. In England, this is the golden generation. And how long did it take for all of these players to come about? How long did it take England? Because they didn't qualify to Euro 2008. The 2010 World Cup was a joke. Euro 2012, do, does anyone really remember it? I don't remember it. Um... Or at England's, England's performance. Of course, I remember Euro 2012. The 2014 World Cup. Joke. The 2016 Euro. They get eliminated by a team that was making their debut. So there, it was a lot of this for England. And now, suddenly, they're, they're going up. And mind you, throughout those tournaments, those bad performances that England was having, the expectations were always like this. Why? Because we're England. Same thing over here with Mexico. Mexico... Sure, in the CONCACAF, they kill it, or sometimes they do, honestly. It's, it's very rare almost now. But the expectation for when, when the World Cup comes around, oh, we're finally going to make it past the round of 16. And it never happens. I just feel like maybe, just maybe, and I'm not saying this is the case for England right now, but maybe, just maybe, the fans think they're better, or sorry, they think that their team is better than what they really are. Because if you look at it objectively, it's very different. It's very different. And I just compared England and Mexico. So I'm ready for all the hate. <laughs> I, I think that's spot on. And that's not something I, since I'm not Mexican, I never thought of it that way. But it mm -hmm. is really spot on. Mexico on this side of the uh, this side of the world is like royalty. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're up there with Brazil, Argentina, everybody. But we're not that good. We're not yeah, on that level. Exactly. There's no reason for us to be on that level because we're not that good. There's no, the, the talent isn't even close. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. D yeah. And, and again, it, why is England always a favorite betting wise in these tournaments? Because it's England. That's yeah. why they're a favorite. But let's be honest. France is a better team. Belgium is a better team. Um, Italy, they're showing to be a better team. Uh, Portugal's a better team. Germany's a better team. I just named five teams that are better than this English side, in my opinion, at least. And just looking at it talent-wise. So, 
Yeah, and they also haven't won a trophy since 1966. And that 1966 trophy, there's always going to be an asterisk there because we know what happened. Anything else you want to add about England? Just come on. For the for the for for football fans all over the world, for the love of God, just wake up. Please. I don't I really want to I want to see them go far. I don't. I mean, it'd be great if they win it, but just for the for the, all the fans, just please give us give us a decent showing. Go go make a semi or something, please. It's been a long time since they've made a semi in in a Euro. All right, let's move on now. Final topic: um, What is something that you liked or disliked, whichever one you want to pick, about the second round of 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 games in this Euro? So I. I Two things stuck out to me very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was the performance of Billy Gilmore. And I, okay. I, I'm biased. I'm a Chelsea <laughs> fan. That's my boy. Yeah. He came from the academy. I remember the day he signed from Rangers and they called him the the, the Scottish Iniesta. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, I mean, of course, they always, every time someone always, signs, yeah. it's yeah, the yeah. next Messi. It's the next Ronaldo. It's the next. But this kid is quality, man. He was yeah. making his debut for Scotland and they were singing one Billy Gilmore the whole time. He was controlling that midfield. He was giving them nightmares, and and it was through his uh, his uh, I guess his link up play in midfield that that Scotland looked like they had control. Like he wasn't trying to pass sideways. He wasn't scared of Mason Mount and and Rice and Phillips coming at him in midfield. He was born for it. It looked like so. I, I really want to give a shout out to, to Billy Gilmore and the Scottish uh, the fans. They they were less in numbers. And they were mm-hmm. louder. They were drunker than the England fans. And they really made it feel like an away game, even though it was at Wembley. And it was it was awesome to see. That's what football is all about. It's about a kid who every, most of the fan, 90% of fans see that score sheet and think, who? And then he goes in there and bosses it. That, that's, what, that's what we love about this game. And that's something I highlighted last week, too. It's just great to see. It, it, it's, it was a delight. It was it was. So because of Billy Gilmore, I enjoyed that that match. Yeah, it wasn't absolutely. His play, I, I, it would have been so boring to watch. I, I mean, of course, <laughs> Tierney and, and Robertson look great as well, but it, it, England just made it such a snooze fest. And seeing a, a young kid playing his debut, his friend and his friends and family there buzzing for him, and he playing out of his socks. It was so fun to watch. And, and, and yeah, it was it was a highlight for me. Even if Scotland go home. You have something to build there. You have the future of the Scottish midfield, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you better than anyone uh should should know about Billy Gilmore. And he won man of the Billy match. Billy Goat. Billy Goat. Yeah, he did. Billy Goat. There you go. <laughs> Billy Goat, that's you know, the, the, me being from Chicago, that 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 rings a bell. Um yeah. <laughs> but is is there something that you disliked? From this, from this match, it, it kind of sounds like you disliked England's performance. I think we all did, but I did. From match day two, the thing, I, I granted England's performance definitely was up there. They they put us all to sleep, <laughs> but Marco Arnautovic. Okay, who the hell do you think you are, man? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like you're not Cristiano Ronaldo, and even he doesn't act the way he does when he mm-hmm. scores that. Like, yeah, it, it was so disgusting. Like he right after the match, he he put out a. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but Marco Arnold. He got suspended. I know that, but I I don't know exactly what he said. 
I, he I, was talking I about the, oppo the opposing players' nationalities because it was uh, it was mm. Austria and Macedonia, North Macedonia, yes. Yeah. And he was okay. talking about the players' Albanian mother because he's Yugoslavian and they have a lot of uh, uh, tension to, yeah. to the, the wars that they had. Yeah. And he was also making uh, references to white power. And it's like, dude, oh my what, are you, what are you doing? Like, Alba ran to him and almost choked him out, his own captain. And it was yeah. disgusting. Like, yeah. right after the match, he was like, I promise I'm not a racist. It just so happens that the emotion comes out when you score goals. Buzz off, dude. Like, yeah. the game of soccer is just so much no. better without people like that. And it was just disgusting to watch. We have so much going on. There's so much negativity in the world, so much hate. We don't need to see that when we play, when we're watching this game. Like stay home, stay in China. We don't, we don't need you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just because you score a goal in the Euro doesn't mean you can go out and say racist stuff to to anyone. And yeah, uh, he said it to Alioski, right? Leads, yeah, uh, leads fullback yeah. or wingback. Yep. Okay. I, I for whatever reason I thought Alioski was he played for Albania, um, but he's he plays for Macedonia. Okay. Now I understand. I thought he, I don't know. I thought for whatever reason, Arnautovic was just like rubbing it in his face like, ha, I got you this time or something like that because I didn't watch the game nor did I really care to watch it. Mm -hmm. But I thought that it was more along the lines of I got you and then maybe he like called him a scrub, something like that. I didn't think it was racist. I didn't think it was going to be something or something like that. And wow, that that's... That's shitty. How about he doesn't play for the rest of the tournament? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when when they released when they when they dropped the news, they were like uh, Austrian player, and I was like, no, 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 no. I, I I saw it in a group chat with my friends who watch soccer, and I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. His name is Marco Arnautovic. Every time yeah. something happens like this, and and, and it's a a, a a a white player or someone who comes from Europe, they they always leave out the names. No, it's always. Uh, player uh, teases Marco uh, Mario Balotelli, or player does it. No, how about we name their names? How about next time Marco Arnautovic is on our screen, we know who the hell he is. Yeah, because it's disgusting. It's literally, it's there's no place for it. And no. and he I, he's always been this. It's always been this player. He's like he was like this in Stoke. He was like this at West Ham. He always thought he was better than he is. And <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like just. I don't want to see him on my screen the rest of the Euros. Like, he's disgusting. Yeah, and he's also not that good anymore. So there's really no no reason to watch him. <laughs> not obviously what, what he said was 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 shitty and it and it shouldn't it shouldn't be taking part in this game that we all know that UEFA and, and their slogans it's uh respect, say no to racism and stuff like that. So maybe the punishment was a little a little soft, but at least he was punished, right? And now everyone's going to know because it was made public. So I think that's even worse because you don't play a game. Yeah, whatever. But now you're going to you're going to carry this 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 bad image and, and this I'm not going to say bad press because he actually said it. But but you're going to carry all this negativity with you. Like, I think that's worse than any punishment, honestly, because that's not going to go away anytime soon. Honestly, I just hope they draw France next 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 round and let Pogba and Kante just bully this kid. Just just let let yeah. him let him feel like God, I, I'm sorry. I, I I'm not someone who promotes violence or aggression, but <sighs> some guys just deserve it. And he's he's yeah. just such a he's always been a loud mouth. He's always been yeah. such a thorn in, in the in the game. But yeah. to see that was just 
so out of place, bang out of order, like they say in England. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he got what he deserved, and he's going to keep on getting it probably because this uh, this isn't going to go away anytime soon. Uh, this the, this whole uh, negativity that he's carrying along, and and it sucks that we still have to talk about these things when in reality we have such a beautiful tournament that is being played right now, and there really should be no room for for these types of actions for these players, and there should be no room for those types of people in in this game. Um, what I liked about about match day two was Belgium in the second half. First half was piss poor. It was so bad for Belgium. It was it, it was just horrible, 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 horrible from um from Belgium. Lukaku couldn't get a touch. Players were slipping all over the place. I don't know what was going on, but this Belgian team, uh, this team from yeah, it's Belgian. I was gonna say mm -hmm. Belgium. This Belgian team. Played really bad in the first half. Kevin De Bruyne comes in in the second half. Aiden Hazard comes in in the second half too. And Kevin De Bruyne, that's what I like about him. He doesn't get crazy. He does show a lot of emotion, of course. Let me talk, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what else? <laughs> my my friend and I do that to each other all the time. Um, but the way that he controlled and that he changed the game for Belgium. It, it deserves an award, just that, single-handedly. What a performance from Kevin De Bruyne. What a performance from Belgium in, that, in those last 45 minutes when their backs were against the wall. When not only were they facing Denmark, but they were also facing the possibility of being the villains in a, in, in a game that should have been a party. And it, it was, for the most part. It was very emotional. But Kevin De Bruyne, he handled everything everything well he handled the pressure well he handled the spotlight and the success very well so that's something that i really liked and it just goes to show that kevin de bruyne is he it, wherever he goes he's a game changer he's so 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 good and that goes without saying but i'm gonna say it because of course it's a podcast and i have to say stuff right but kevin de bruyne what a player he came back like two, well, like a week or two, a week and a half mm -hmm. earlier than expected. Mm -hmm. Here he is, assisting, scoring, his patience on that assist for the for the equalizer. Not many people do that, man. Kevin De Bruyne is on a whole nother level. Yeah, and then the quality on the the winning goal was mm. outstanding. What well, a team really quick, goal. really quick. Kevin De Bruyne's finish in that second goal. Reminded me a lot of the goal he scored against Brazil in the 2018 World Cup. Except yeah. he scored it with his right foot against Brazil, yeah. and this time he scored it with his left. I th was, was that Hazard on the assist on that one? Mm, I think so. Whoever did that little cheeky pass from on the top of the It key, was Hazard. Oh, my God. And it's great to see him coming back because he's he, when he's on, it's great for the sport too. But yeah. that was such a, a, a outstanding team goal there. And then you goes to show, like, for all the Marco Arnautoviches, De Bruyne said he didn't score because he looked at that corner of the field and that stadium, and all he could think of was Christian Eriksen. Yeah, that's that's the this is what we're looking for. This is what the sport of football is personified: respect, uh, uh, admiration, and 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 in quality. And it's just man, like you said, Kevin De Bruyne, what a player, and and. It hurts me. He's ex Chelsea. I saw a picture of him, Lukaku, and Hazard sitting on in, in 
Chelsea garments, and I was like, my God, my eyes, but they're just outstanding players, man. Don't feel too bad, Chris. Don't feel too bad because none of them have won a Champions League, and you guys have won it twice, so it's not all that bad. <laughs> it's not all that bad. <laughs> Lukaku was on the team. Uh, well, Lukaku and De Bruyne were on the team. De Bruyne said he didn't watch the match, and Lukaku didn't want to touch the trophy and wanted to go home. So in yeah, in, in 2012. Munich? No, yeah, they were they were part of the team. We had signed oh. them in like January, but they yeah. weren't officially a part of the. Like, mm, I think so Lukaku that... was like the eighteenth person, the eighteenth man on on the team. So it's he was. I don't even think he made the bench. Like he was just watching from afar. But yeah. he just he doesn't claim that Champions League. So yeah, yeah, that that point is spot on. I'll I'll at least live with that. Like, well, we got we got Champions League titles and they got zilch. Yeah, but yeah, it, it hurts because. They're outstanding players, man. And they're great, they're great guys. You can see it. Yeah. Erickson went down. Lukaku scored and dedicated his goal for him. Uh this goal uh by De Bruyne goes to where Erickson went down and tells everybody, you know, come but yeah, I'm happy, but God my like we, we let's all respect we're, just, we're here in Denmark and let's let's show respect to the people here because they've been through so much already. Yeah. And it's it's it was great to see. Like it, like you said, it was an outstanding goal, man. It was Beautiful. If someone was in a, pa- a challenge, Patrick Schick's goal for a goal of the tournament, it might be that one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. There's there's three that stand out right now. Yarmolenko, Schick, and De Bruyne. Those are the three that, that have stood out the the most from this from this Euro. But actually, you know what? Cristiano Ronaldo's goal against Germany earlier today, that Sick. one was a really good team goal. That, yeah. that, that was a very, very good team goal. Um, it, it it wasn't a worldy like Patrick Schick or Yarmolenko, yeah. but if you if you watch this game and you appreciate it, you definitely have to appreciate the great buildup, that great counter by Portugal against Germany, which I mean didn't turn for much because they ended up losing. But um, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, I, class act. Yeah, I'd also just be just I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up just because of the the, the quality that they showed. It has nothing to do with what we spoke about, but Germany mm-hmm. looks so yes. good today. Kai and 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 all these guys just look so deadly. So Germany, we were writing them off and we were saying, hey, maybe yeah. they don't make that third seed. But I don't know if Frank, that game, who do they have? Are they? Germany, Germany plays who? against Hungary. Hungary. Yeah, yeah. Germany's, Germany's going to go through, it looks like. Like. They play how they did today. But, I know Hungary's uh, a tough. I know. I know. Yeah, that's Hungary, what I was Hungary's say. very, very. They just drew against France earlier. Like if and if they can draw against France, they can easily draw against uh, Germany. But Germany looked like they're back, and we yeah. were making a lot of jokes at Yogi Low at the beginning of this tournament, and not just you. I mean, the whole world because he looks. He looked washed up. Yeah. Germany looks back, man. Germany looks so sick. They they do they definitely do and also just to touch on on Hungary a little bit, um, how much of it do you think is the crowd factor because they play in front of a capacity crowd that is completely f- uh, theirs yeah it, it's yeah. completely theirs how much is that playing into their success because they're going to play in Munich against it's, Germany it's definitely a part of it I mean I, I can't sit here and say oh it has nothing to do with it they, they're at Budapest and it's in in a packed 65,000 filled uh, 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 stadium, like and it was filled at capacity, like 65,000 mm-hmm. people, all chanting, all chanting all their names and 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 doing all the, all the, the songs for, for Hungary. 
it definitely has to bring apart. I mean, you can even see it in the EPL when when fans were allowed in. Uh, we played at Ch- just. I'm sorry. I'll bring. I have to bring it back to Chelsea. But <laughs> we okay. played Aston Villa in the last game of the season in a match that had Champions League hopes and so much tied to it before we won the Champions League. And Aston Villa was. It was their first. I think it was their first match in which they were allowing uh, 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 fans uh, to to watch, and mm-hmm. they, they played us out of the park. Like yeah. fans definitely make a difference. So yeah, they 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 they're definitely a part of their success. But I think now with the momentum that they have and knowing that they can get through if they have a positive result, if they if they get a win, they're definitely gonna they're gonna they're gonna carry that. And I think they're gonna show that they have quality. Um I can't I can't remember the name of the goalkeeper, but that guy is just so so good. And and, and it for Hungary? I'm not sh- yeah, for Hungary. Gulachi, the Leipzig what, what? keeper. La- that's who it is. Gulachi. I was yeah. like, I know he plays for a major European team because his name is is ringing off bells in my head. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's he's quality. quality. As long as they have him, they're gonna they're gonna they're in every match. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. And and even in their in their attacks, they 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 don't attack often. But when they do, they're dangerous. But the problem with Hungary was that today they had Nemanja Nikolic. Anyone from Chicago will will remember him. He played for Chicago Fire. He's so slow. <laughs> That guy is so slow, and I remember he went on a counter, and Kimpembe, like he didn't even he he wasn't even sprinting. He caught up to him. Um, but but this German, this German, this Hungarian side is very difficult. But I want to see how they are out of their element. That that that's the biggest question. They they should have probably they should have probably stolen a point from Portugal, and they stole a point from the world champions. So. Imagine, I mean, yeah, it's only one more point, but still, if you go into the third match day with two points, that's huge, because you can qualify to the round of 16 with three points. You can tie all three of your games. That's what Portugal did in 2016, and they ended up winning the whole thing. So, you never know. You just never know with these games, and now that they expanded it to 24 teams, anything is possible. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I didn't even think about the the, the expansion. But yeah, it's it, it's a great Euro. All these all these teams, none of these teams are walkovers. Mm-mm. The only one that hasn't really come to show is your dark horse, <laughs> Turkey. Like the only one that hasn't come to hasn't come to play. But everybody else yeah. is just making making great games. It's just great content. As a soccer fan, it's been awesome to watch. It's been a whole lot of fun. More fun than the Copa America, that's for sure. Um, all right. That'll do it from us. Chris, thank you so much. Uh, plug away your social media. The floor is yours, my friend. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Chris Solodolo underscore. Uh, Chris, S-O-L-O-D-O-L-O underscore. And, uh, yeah, you'll find me on there with a bunch of takes. Uh, and, and we can talk soccer, football, wherever, wherever you're from. Depend, depends where you're from. And, and uh yeah i'll give you my chelsea bias takes (laughs) (laughs) that's why we follow you bro that's exactly why we follow you all right and you can follow me on twitter and on instagram at alex perez fc follow the show on twitter on instagram on facebook at total food club and uh, of course subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to the podcast give us a review on apple podcast and uh well yeah just on apple podcast you can't give reviews on spotify but 
on Apple Podcasts. That helps the show grow a lot. And you guys know that we're pumping out a lot of episodes these uh, for these next few weeks still. There's still a lot to play for in the Euro, a lot to play for in the Copa America. And you're going to see our faces more and more as the weeks go on. Chris, thank you so much. I'd be remiss if I don't say Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, sir. Um, it's your first Father's Day, and um, I hope you enjoy it with your with with your baby girl, with with your girlfriend. And man, I, I hope they spoil you. I really Thank hope you. they listen to this and they spoil you. No, yeah, they do every day. It's Father's Day every That's day awesome. for me. I'm 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 a happy man. So I, I hope awesome. you enjoy it with your family as well. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And to, if there's any fathers listening to us. Enjoy, enjoy, because there's going to be a lot of soccer on TV. And um, I know my dad doesn't like soccer, so I'm going to watch the games by myself pretty much or with him on his phone next to me. But regardless, doesn't matter. It's all good. I still love him. We still love you all. Thank you so much. Take care. Goodbye.